Let's crack open a beer and share some thoughts. Welcome to Opinions, and this week we're at uh, another new venue, mate. Where, where are we this week? We're at one of my locals um, and my favourite pub in Colchester, the uh, Victorian, which I'm sure regular listeners have heard me mention more than once in the past. I think so. I think you mentioned it a few times, haven't you? Yes, I have. <laughs> uh, but we're not alone uh, as well. No. We are joined by some esteemed guests from the Victorian. Uh, I'm going to let you guys introduce yourselves. Good evening. It's uh, Richard here from the Victorian, assistant manager. And Andy, the landlord. And um, we've invited you guys along tonight to, to enjoy the, uh, the pleasures of being on a podcast, um, but also specifically to talk about this week's subject matter, which is, is sparklers, which is something that divides opinion um, it's the Brexit, everywhere. It's the Brexit of the cast beer world. <laughs> it is, yeah. it is, yeah. I think let's, let's just put it out there. Yeah, so, we're, but we're going we're gonna to come on to that later. So as always, we've got, we've got some beers in front of us. Um, I think we're pretty much all on the same thing, apart from, from maybe Andy. What, what are we on, mate? We're on the um, Trafalgar from Great Heck, uh, 4% session cask. Nicely bitter, very bitter. Yeah. Um, but makes you just want to drink more. Yeah, well, I, I had a pint of this when I walked in. It went it, pretty quickly. It went it? very quickly, yeah, because it's still quite warm. <laughs> you know, and that walk down from the station, I needed something something refreshing. Um, Andy, what's in your glass? You've got a different colour uh, beer to us. one of my house beers. I've got two house beers. Uh, this is a, a brown ale uh, called, we call it Ambassador, brewed exclusively for us by Colchester Brewery. So is this, is this the only place you can get that beer then? It's the only place you can get this beer. Yeah, we went to them and said, look, we've got this idea, we want this sort of beer um, can you brew one for us? And as it happened, they invited me and my my <laughs> wife up to brew the first batch. We went up and brewed it. Spent the whole day there mm. from six o'clock in the morning, which is not a good time for a landlord to be getting started for work. Um, and we we brewed the first batch, and it's uh, it's still my favourite beer. Oh, I thought it was only the Yorkshire Blonde you'd uh, worked with them. No, that was Yorkshire Blonde was two years ago. Um, we've never brewed as myself and my wife have never brewed that. Uh, but we worked with them trying to get a, a very specific sort of criteria we gave them and, and it, the best part of a year tinkering with it to get it just how we wanted it um, and it was on the success on the back of that that we decided to go for a brown as well okay so the Yorkshire Blonde and the Ambassador can only are both by Colchester but can only be bought here at Victoria indeed they're not rebadged beers they're exclusively brewed for us okay I don't know if I've had the Ambassador so if anybody wants to get their untapped on and then get some exclusive ticking going on. It is an untapped venue as it's well. It, it is verified. Yeah. You get yourself a Victorian badge. We have badges as well. Yeah, number need, five today. Need to make sure to check all my beers in while I'm here tonight. <laughs> yeah, I'll badges. Yeah, yeah. Um, so are they only? A, um, are they always on the bar? Then? Yeah, they're on permanently. Yeah, right. Hundred uh, percent of the time, unless unless we do the odd once a year or so, we will do a tap takeover. But other than that, they're permanently on the bar. So that's two out of the five. Two out of our five hamples are. Those two. These two beers, yeah. Yeah, so to actually, give us a bit of an overview of, of, of the Victorian. What, what what have you got downstairs? So you've got five cask lines. Five cask lines. Uh, we've got two uh, dedicated craft uh, keg lines. Uh, and also our lagers. We don't do any mainstream. Um, we I'm not a big fan of mainstream business. Uh, so uh, we, we, we took a moralistic stand just over a year ago and we, we ousted Carlsberg and Guinness and San Miguel 
Um, we stock Blackshaw Stout from Adnams and the two lagers. One is uh, Graham Pilsner from a small brewery in Norfolk and the other is Odyssey Lager, a premium lager from uh, Wibblers. They make that one uh, in Essex. So we, we, we're dealing with small businesses yeah. just like us. We're, we're just a small Fairly business. Fairly locally independent, as well. Yeah. As local as we can, um, you know, we tried one or two, and they were the ones we settled on as as best quality. How did that go down with the Panthers? Because I mean, obviously, you'd, you'd already started to evolve and change anyway. But I had always noticed that you had like San Miguel and Guinness were the, always were still there. Mm. Yeah, it was uh, initially. It it didn't go down at all well. To be honest, that sounds like it might be a bit of an understatement. Some very upset customers. There were some some very upset customers. The, I would say possibly the majority of customers have got used to them now, and uh, I know one in specifically who was one of the. He won't be listening to this. <laughs> he was one of the biggest moaners, and weeks afterwards he'd order a pint. I still don't like this. I don't like this. This will be in every single. But he day. was still ordering and buying. He was buying because yeah. they had no option. We didn't give him the option. Uh, and now he he never goes anywhere else apart from a few weeks back. He popped into another pub. Uh, elsewhere in town had a Carlsberg because that's what they were serving and didn't like it at all <laughs> so he came back here he came back uh, he uh, didn't have any flavour uh, I think half the shock is the amount of taste and flavour that these these properly brewed lagers have it's a bit of a shock for a, for a lot of your standard lager drinkers that, mm -hmm. that, that oh no I'm not sure about that it tastes wrong no it tastes that's the that yeah, problem yeah. So, uh, yeah, sales, we're not selling anywhere near as much lager as what we did. Um, but it slowly, as people are searching us out now for these, they know we've got good quality lager as well as good quality ales. Yeah. So, uh, and I'm, I mean, I, I'm a big fan of the Blackshaw Stout for Adam mm. as well, as an option. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good yeah. beer. So, in addition to that, you also run a number of sort of beer festivals and beery themed events here as well don't indeed you? we do we have uh summer beer festival is the week after the local colchester camera beer festival and then the beginning of august we do a, a yorkshire themed beer festival uh, august 1st being yorkshire day and we're yorkshire folk and so the we essex um, the essex ambassadorial home indeed the, the yorkshire, the yorkshire, embassy, yorkshire of essex embassy official and if anyone wants to know why it's official pop in i'll show you I've got, <laughs> I've got an official letter to say we are an official embassy i thought it was because you had the yorkshire crisps we have yorkshire crisps we have henderson's relish any yorkshire folk out there henderson's relish is available for sale um yeah, so we do, we do those two beer festivals we do the odd tap takeover uh, and it's just as and when we come across the right people that we want to deal with because to me a tap takeover there's a lot of people make some really good beers but sometimes their gold beers are great but the dark beers are average but for me a tap takeover has got to be a brewery that has got strength in depth right across the range mm. that their gold beer is fantastic they can put a fantastic stout on the brown beers and it's having that strength right across so when we come across a brewer like that, a new brewer will be chatting to us, how do you fancy coming down and doing a tap takeover? And we've had a few like that. Um, nothing imminent at the moment. Uh, but the other thing we do do is the Shed Brewers Festival. Um, briefly took on, touch on that. It's uh, Shed Brewers being the... Um, it, it's an affectionate term for people. They're not home brewers, they're way beyond home brewers, but they're not professional brewers yet. 
and I say yet because a lot of them do go on to brew professionally. Yeah. Well, Ollie Watts. Ollie Watts. Ollie Watts. He, he, he uh, yeah. used to bring his beers there, yeah. didn't he? He did. He was one of those, and we said to him, uh, as we said to a few of them, we've tasted the beers at the, these little festivals we do, and we've said if that if that was available, I would buy it and put it on my bar. And that's sometimes been the little kick they needed just to go, you know what, I'll get myself registered. Well, it's, got to be a bit, it's got to be a confidence thing as well. Because you, yeah. you need to be able to make that, that leap from, I'm really good at this, but there's got, there's, a fear, there's got to be a fear factor about suddenly becoming yeah. someone who's going to sell it. Yeah, it is. That's, that's step one. The next step is packing your normal job and doing it full time. Yeah. That's, that's even bigger one. But there's been, uh, there's Ollie Watts at, uh, at Watts Brewery and Watson's Brewery, yeah, also Mark, in Colchester, Mark, Mark Watson. Watson. Yeah. Uh, he's now, uh, he's brewing uh, commercially, uh, so we've had his beers, and I'm sure it'll be more in the future. But we put, first, uh, first Saturday in November, we put 14, 15 beers up. They're all beers that are brewed exclusively for that day, so that they're one-off beers. Uh, we make sure they're all logged into untapped, so that is a... Beer oh, ticket's dream, that is. And get some more badges. Because not only can you get beers that no one else is getting, they won't be able to get them. They're, they're yeah. one-off brews. Um, and that's a, it's a ticketed-only event. Um, tickets are £12. You get four free pints of beer. Um, the cost of the ticket covers you for your free food, your, sorry, your, your food and uh, tutored tastings and things like that. Uh, and then you know, all these wonderful beers to try. It's a yeah. great, great event, and it's it always value sells well. out. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've been, I've, been, yeah. I've been the last few years, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I really enjoyed it. I've got my tickets for this year, so I'll be here on the fourth. I'm sure we'll be hearing about that in the future. We will be, but it'll be barely be able to get over the noise from a uh, hop city. Yeah. Leeds. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go on and on about it. It's uh, yeah, I will. <laughs> let's 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 yeah, be honest. Yeah, not, you're not gonna yeah, be quiet. Yeah, did you see the announcements this week of some of the beers that are gonna be pouring? Honestly, it's uh, it's ridiculous. Um, cool. So, I mean, we were here for the summer, the Yorkshire, Yorkshire festival this this year. Yeah, we had a few of them, didn't and, we? And that was where we first had kind of a discussion with you about this sparkler de debate which we'll be getting onto in a while and to be honest I wish we had recorded that discussion because that, that, that was gold yeah, uh, yeah. At, we said at, it the time afterwards point. didn't we yeah um, but we're going to try and recreate that late, later yeah. on th this evening but let's um, let's rattle through some of the other bits that, that we normally do mate so um, what have you been up to it, it's been kind of two weeks since we've recorded now yeah. because last week was a, a pre-recorded show any standout standout beers uh, nothing too standout I mean I've been to a couple of uh, my favourite Fuller's bar bars in London, the uh, Parcel Yard and the Counting House. The Counting House is basically an old bank in the city which has been converted. Lovely pub and we were on a mezzanine level so we were able to look down oh, nice. at it yeah. and it's got a very oval bar in the middle where we recorded once before didn't we? And it's a great view. It had all the, the, the regular um, range of beers from uh, Fuller's. They had Red Fox on which I didn't try. Um, still no Chiswick on in the pub. Um, when are you going to get over it? No, uh, whenever Matt Curtis gets over, <laughs> Marble not having his favourite available all the time. Uh, went to the Royal Albert Hall, and the only reason I mention that is it's one of my bugbears about going to. It's my, my favourite venue to watch a live performance is at the Royal Albert Hall. My choice of beer, however, was um, Speckled Hen on on keg, um, Stella on keg, or um, I think there was a. I think there may have been bottles of Stella as well, and um, Bellhaven Black, which again is owned by Green King. Um, so I went for Stella. 
because it's a bit of a default go-to beer for me, as I've said in the past. But it's just a shame that some of these places don't, you know, they advertise their, their dining options and all that kind of stuff, and the beer is so poor, as in choice-wise. Almost secondary, isn't it? You can, yeah. You can imagine they've probably got a fairly decent wine list. The, the wine list, that's all right, yeah. to be fair. I mean, it's not extensive, but although I am a wine drinker as well, I probably would have got a better quality wine than I got better quality yeah. beer. And that's it. That's the only reason I mentioned. I'm it. guessing that Green King have done the same as they've done with a lot of sporting venues and just done that tie-in. You know, and yeah. provide the whole. Although going lot. up to Colchester United, you have no choice. Yeah. yeah, you don't have a choice, and it's it's trouble is this lack of choice is why camera came to fruition with the beer orders and and everything in 1989. We're going backwards again. It's mm. it's it a bit of a shame. It's ridiculous. That's it. I mean, I'm 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 okay with a couple of pints. I mean, it's a performance. It's a three hours. I can do a couple of pints of Stella, but I just wish I'd had a couple of other options or I'd gone in there and suddenly been surprised by something. Just would have been nice to have had yeah. more than especially with all the, the beers that are available to them via London. Mm. Um, I popped into Colonel. <laughs> on Saturday um, me and Michelle went, were going to see some friends but we went via London we went by car and we were going to pick up some beers from say an M&S or something one of the bigger M&S's but I said well we could go by Colonel every time we go because they haven't got the tap room anymore have they so it's they're just, just bottle sales, sales isn't just it? bottle yeah, sales yeah. I said let's you know do, we've got the car let's go via go by Colonel so we agreed we went via Colonel I bought 13 bottles at 11.30am <laughs> by 5.30pm I had made the mistake of sharing them with said friends and they were gone oh. and these aren't proper beer drinkers but every single one of them and I swear they just read the label which said drink fresh they said <laughs> oh that's lovely have you got more? yeah surely, surely that's where your, your your thought was you should have no that's, that's all we've got part of me was going in my head no 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 and part of me was going I can't stop the education process yeah. here now I'll, I'll carry on sharing it and there was the other part that was like, well, Michelle's already put a picture of this on Twitter. Yeah. So they know we've got more. Oh, yeah. It's all gone. It's there. It's on Facebook already. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, that, that was pre- that's probably the sharpest I think I've ever bought beer in recent and times. It. And it's been drunk. Yeah. But like I said, what was really good is that they were just going, cool, this is really nice. Because the first one to share was one of their citrus. So, well, this is a good one to share. Colonel, Colonel Citra, about 5.3%. And they went, oh, this is nice. And then they both, both, both of the people who we were sharing it with just moved their lager away. Didn't go back to it. <laughs> yeah. Didn't go back give to us, it. Give just us give more us, of that. Give us more kernel. Yeah. So um, that was good. And, and the final thing is a shout out to some of our home brewers at the Essex Bowl Share. I'm really loving the beers they're bringing along at the moment. It's really, it's really is this good. Just the, uh, the Hebrews guys. Yeah. Yeah. And um, you know they they really are rocking up some really well made nice beers now, and it's uh, it's really good to see because uh, Mark Watson used to come to the Essex yeah. Bowl Share quite a lot. Every now and again he rocks up again. Um, but not when quite he's got really. a new beer when he's got Mark, if you're listening, come on, be a bit more regular. Um, but yeah, it's, and it's really good that these guys are, are turning up making these beers. Like I said, I still, I'm still convinced there's a bit of magic in making beer anyway. So for them Agreed. to rock up, yeah. they put them in the bottles, they share them, they know, you know, and we are, we, we are critical. They're, they're bringing them along to people who know a bit about beer, write about beer, podcast about beer, and, and they know there's going to be, a, but that's what they're, they're after as well. And, I'm, but I am really enjoying the fact that we're able to sit there and share beers people have made a couple of months earlier and at home in in their shed, for example. Essentially, so yeah, that's yeah. no, really good. And that, that's about it for me. What about you, Steve? This is going to be quick. Um, <laughs> drank all the magic rock again. I, I drank a lot of beer at home again. Um, I did have a night out to the Owl House in Chelmsford. Um, oh, it was about a week ago, wasn't it? Yeah, 
Yeah, and they had they had a really good selection on. Actually, I saw the range that night. That was a very good range. Actually, yeah, I properly lucked out that night, and so so they had uh, a Cloudwater JW Lee's collaboration on cask, which is interesting considering that Cloudwater don't do cask anymore. So it must have been it must have been the JW must Lee's have been produced at Lee's more than, <laughs> than Cloudwater. That was a red owl and that was incredible. That was really, really smooth, really flavoursome. It was so easy to drink. Um, and then they had a, a a track beer on as as well on on cask, which was an Equinot IPA. Um, which was again just incredible. Do you know? Ever since we had a beer with Equinot in it, and we sort of said we haven't seen many single hopped Equinot. They're, they're everywhere now. They're everywhere now. It's, it's it, amazing. It very much seems to be this year's mosaic. Yeah, it's like the hop of the moment that everybody's and using. There were some it. really well made beers out there with Equinot in it. Yeah, yeah. So that was really nice. But the one that the, the, the real standout was they had, um, and there's been a lot of talk about this since the last show that we did that actually had news on it. Um, about the Fullers and Friends oh, release yeah. that's yeah. come in. Um, they had on uh, the Floor and the Griffin beer, but it was badged up as a Thornbridge beer, and there was no reference to, there was no reference as Fullers on it at all. Really? How come? Well, I, I got in touch with, with, with Simon yeah. from Thornbridge and said to him, what's this about? He was like, that was the trial batch that we did at our place. It's the cask version of it. It's slightly different from the version that will go into into the bottle. And if you look on Untapped, there are two different beers. Okay. But it was, was it nice? The, the one that's coming out in the box is, I think it's a rye, a red rye IPA. This... I think it was supposed to be the same beer, but it tasted more like a barley wine. It was really sweet and, and cloying, and it was, at first, we was wondering how we'd get through a pint of it. Probably should have, shouldn't have ordered a pint of it, to be, to be fair, at seven and a half percent. Possibly questioning how many beers we'd had beforehand, but it was, it was really enjoyable. Was it one of those so. evenings where there was only one measure? It, it was, there was, there was only one measure that evening, yeah. Um, so, so yeah, that that that's pretty much it. I know, but I did notice your te- your check-ins for that. There was quite a good one. It was like I say, just lucked out really in terms of sometimes when when you walk in in there, you look at the car spears and you're like, oh, looks like I'm drinking Citra again. <laughs> and sometimes you walk in and you're like, oh my god, how am I going to drink everything that I want to drink tonight because there's so much yeah. on on offer. And, and this was one of those nights. I mean, I started on a on, on a grain beer which was like a three point eight percent bitter or something, and it was incredible. I'm, I'm massively or rapidly becoming a massive fan of grain beers. I haven't and, had a bad everything that they produce. I think they make some really fantastic, good stuff. Good, yeah, fantastic, really yeah. good. So what about you two? What have you, any, any, any beery high nights? I was, I was just having a look because it's uh, sometimes, you it's, a, sometimes it's a bit uh, difficult to remember. Uh, stand out this week, Middle Finger Discount, Siren. I had that. Uh, I've had that one. Uh, yeah. I mean, Siren are producing quite a wide range of beers now, aren't they? As well? They're just churning out an incredible amount of beers yeah. at the moment. I'm, I'm waiting for the uh, Kentucky Mon- Tickle Monster. Which is a sixteen point three percent. Yeah, I tried that. So I, I mean, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed that. That was try, actually that was one of the last beers at the bottle show last week. Yeah. I'm trying to get hold of a bottle of it to give it to give it a go because I'd like to give it a try. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah. Other than that, lots of lots of cask beer at the Vic at the moment. Uh, I'm just trying to think what else I've had. All the cask beer at the Vic. Fl- flicking through them, uh, the organic harvest saison from Little Earth Project. So, what do we think about Little Earth Project? 
because I mean I haven't tried really anything from them and we were talking about it earlier because yeah. I quite enjoyed some of the beers they used to brew when they were just brewing it for the Edward Stone pub you had the early stage yeah, yeah. Uh, I wasn't overly impressed with the, the organic harvest saison but I'm not a big fan of saisons but a couple of other beers I've had um, very impressed um, ampersand we've got a bit of ampersand at the moment from, from Norfolk um there, yeah, we've got cocoa on at the moment, which is a, a fantastic chocolate milk stout. And I've had a couple of bottles of their theirs as well, which was uh, superb. They've been making a bit are, of noise recently. Are, well, they they have, have, certainly in our region, haven't they? They're a brewery that seems to have come out of nowhere, but uh, again, they're one of these breweries everybody's kind of talking about them. Yeah, I think mm. they're going to make noises a little bit more next year. Um, very excited for them. Mm. Oh, let's keep an eye on that one. Yeah, because I did read a bit about them in the because they were they were they got involved in the uh, craft beer week in Norwich back in August. Okay, so be interesting to see what they come out with. Yeah. Right, let's um let's have a look at this week's news then because we have got quite we've a got bit. Some, of news. We've got some news. Well, that's what happens when it's two weeks. I, I, know, I know, I know. So first one up then. Um, I, 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 I'm, I'm going to mention it, but there's there's no chance of getting tickets for it now. Um, Beaver Town announced that. Following on from the extravaganza uh, a few weeks back, they've, they've, they've set an event called the Extravaganza Afterburner, um, which is on the 4th of November, uh, which is the same date as Dark City, which, and, which and I'm the, going to. And the Brew Shed. <laughs> yeah, the Shed Brewers <laughs> Festival. Yep. And Dark City. Um, I know where I'll be. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's basically, it sounds like a great event, and believe me, if I hadn't been going to Leeds, I would have tried to get tickets for this. I never, I, this completely bypassed me. It came up very quickly on Twitter, and then very quickly it was announced that all the tickets had gone. Okay. So basically, you know, they bought over some of the world's best breweries for the Extravaganza. Yeah. Basically, this is the result of all the collaborations that have happened as a result. So this will be the first pour of all of the collaborations that happened as a result of the Beavertown Extravaganza weekend Blimey. are all going to be available oh. in one place for, for that weekend. So, A few examples. Uh, um, uh, Magic Rock and Modern, Modern Times, um, Siren and Modern Times, Cloudwater and Everyone, um, Buxton and Duggars, Duggars from, from Sweden, Duggars, Beavertown and Cigar City, Beavertown and Modern Times, Beavertown and Crooked Stave, just... The list goes on and on. So was this another all-in ticket? No, this was the ticket was three quid or something to get in, and then you pay for your measures when you when you're there. So you you basically pay for what you want to drink. Completely bypassed me that one, but it sounds Mate, amazing. Like I say, it, came, it came and went so quickly. You very very fast. You had yeah. to be there. Blimey. But I mean, that sounds amazing. It does sound like an amazing event. Um, I, I quite like the idea of that as well. Yeah. I, I wonder if, whether it'll take off for other festivals. I, I think we'll probably see the result of some of these beers coming out because, I mean, the first one on the list is Magic Rock and Jay Wakefield and Slim Pickens. Now, as far as I know, that's the Cherry Coke beer that's already out in cans. The Magic and, Rock, Magic Rock yeah, one we've been seeing. Unless they've done another collaboration. At so the these are like time. all the drunk love childs that they all said, yeah, let's get together and make beer. <laughs> I th- I while they were drinking beer. Way of, 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 of explaining it, yeah. Um, now, you've, you've got a few this week as well. Yeah, what's yeah, what's your first one? Um, I was just reading a few bits at uh, the weekend, and one that stood out for me was the um, Great American Beer Festival, New Rules Exclude Brewer. And that particular brewer is Goose Island. Now, if I, if I understand correctly from reading the article, the 
GABF has been going on for coming up for 30 years and Goose Island have been at every year of it. Now obviously, in the last five or six years, Goose Island became part of ABI and ABI InBev subsequently. Um, and they've, on the basis that ABI already have stalls through their other breweries that they've bought, bought and merged into, or merged into them to be more accurate probably, as well as being, you know, having maybe their own stall as well, Goose Island aren't there this year. Mm, I found that quite interesting. I found really, it really, really interesting because obviously what they do turn up with is a lot of their rare bottles, their rare pours, which we've been lucky enough to try a few of them last year when we did the, uh, the podcast with them. And I found that that was an interesting one. And that also then led me to another article, um, which I saw today, which was off The Guardian, where they were talking about um, Heineken and Molson Coors are associate members of SEBA. Oh, really? Yeah, which I hadn't, I hadn't realised before. Um, and they did have a vote recently, and the vote was that they should cut their ties with those but because there wasn't enough members voted you, there wasn't an absolute majority so they're not they're not then led on to talking about camera and the fact that beer hawk sponsored the great british beer festival which are part of ab and mm. as well and there was this whole there's been a whole discussion going on about you know are you can you have it both ways can you say you're an independent like seba but you're talking with Molson, cause and uh heineken and also for camera when you're trying to defend the rights of the small breweries, the pubs, the pub trade, all that kind of stuff. And then you're being sponsored by an online beer company owned by the biggest beer company in the world. So I thought it was really quite interesting, but one one sort of led me, hunted down the other for me. But the Goose Island thing, I think that's probably made a few waves, I imagine, in America. I would have thought so, because it's almost like they've used this, this rule within the festival. Yeah. To, to exclude them by association. But it was a so, rule so which not, not actually, everyone seemed to know about. Yes, yeah, so they've not actually said, oh no, we don't want Goose Island beers there. What they've said is, oh actually, ABI have already got enough stands here. It's down to them to choose which of their brands they showcase. Yeah. Which is kind of a little bit of an underhanded way of going about it. Yeah, but maybe. it does raise those questions about big beer. Yeah. And their involvement in these kind of festivals and consumer and other organisations. What's the trouble with a lot, lot of the, the huge brewers at the moment these big companies I think they're getting a little bit scared about the craft beer market as a whole and they're all you know the, the buying the you know, buying up of the, the smaller craft brewers they realize that there's a huge big growing market and it's not one that they, they, they can twist and suddenly get into no. they don't know what to do with it they don't understand it and the only thing they can think of doing is, is buying the smaller yeah, smaller companies up so they've got an inlet I mean, Green King tried it with their new craft beer kit that they put in up at uh, Bury St Edmunds and then proceeded to get local brewers to go in and or send them the recipe via email so they could brew it uh, so they could brew some craft beer. <laughs> they, every big you know, company seems to need to get craft beer on their uh, list at the moment and they don't know how to do it. Yeah. It's and, scared and, them. And like I say, the way they're doing it yeah. is, by, is by buying it. Yeah, yeah. which is what they generally done recently yeah. but yeah I found, I found it I think very interesting that Goose Island aren't going to be at GBA GBABF or weren't because that, that was this weren't. past week yes yeah. it's gone yeah. thank you and, and during that actually um, there, there was some noise being made by Untapped and I, I was I was going to do this as a bit of a quiz with you but but you found this as well <laughs> so um, last week Untapped released the, um, the, the, the most 
checked in beers of summer 2017. Right, you're an so, untapped. Have you seen it? So the I top, haven't seen it. No. Okay, so there top we go. We can, 50 we can still do it. Un- untapped beers of, of of this this summer. What what's what's in the top ten? This is worldwide. Well, oh, worldwide. 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 Yeah, this is worldwide. So Jenkins. you probably need to think more Heineken, more stateside. Heineken. Oh, I was At say number more. three. Number three, most checked in. Yeah. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> okay, so let's let's go from there then. So what what are the two two what are the two more beers checked above that? in beers than Heineken? Worldwide, Budweiser has to be and possibly Carlsberg. Oh, surprisingly, oh. Budweiser came in at 22. Yeah. Oh, I was very surprised. I was amazed. That. And then I was I was then more surprised by the fact that number 4 was Bud Light. Yeah. <laughs> and is that as a res- I'm wondering if that if that's as a result of its now of the presence it now has in the UK. Oh, well, it marketed it well. Yeah, because it's everywhere over over here. Well, it's not it's not here. But it's 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 in yeah. spoons now. It's in every supermarket. Number one, I found surprising. I found number one surprising. But let, there's there's um most checked in on, above, so above, above Heineken. Above Heineken, course. and it's not Budweiser. Course. Yeah, something like or Corona Monson. or something like that. Corona's number six. Cause doesn't appear in the top ten. No, nope. it better not be drinking IPA. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, so so number two. Uh, was Guinness yeah. number number one? Go, go on, mate. All day IPA from Founders. Well, there you go. I, I know. I, I, was, I, was, I, I am really shocked. And by, by that. quite some distance on the numbers they've produced. So they had sixty four thousand seven hundred ninety five chickens versus Guinness at fifty eight thousand six hundred sixty four. Um, I was really surprised. I was pleased. I was, I was surprised. I, I would have I would have put money on number one being Budweiser. I would have gone Budweiser yeah, or yeah. Coors, definitely, yeah. if I hadn't seen yeah. it already. I mean, I suppose the, the I mean, Brewdog came in at number 23 with um, Punk IPA. Punk and Coors. also at 45 with Elvis Juice, yeah. which I found quite surprising. So I think that was, the, that was only the, the only UK brewery, wasn't it? In the top 50? Um, yes, yeah. Was Brewdog, and they had two entries. Just shows how they're reaching out with their beers across the world. Yeah, so that, that was that was fun. I did, I did actually that. quite. I did actually quite. I didn't no idea what the traditional lager from Yuling Brewery was. I think I might, I might have had that when I was in the states last year. Oh, did you? Yeah, just because it got me a badge. <laughs> You're so shallow. And, and it was it was one of the only beers that was available in all of the Disney parks. <laughs> so, that's probably why it's number ten then. <laughs> probably for the same reason. Aside, it probably is because you, you can, you're very limited to the beers that you can get in, in in Disney and they generally tend to be from the the, the big breweries okay just like right. the Royal Albert Hall yeah, yes. yeah. yeah. that's why Stella's on, on a much smaller <laughs> scale um, so again another one from you mate you got something about um, rising beer prices yeah th- th- um, this, this was this was from the uh, the Independent and it's just one which said rising beer prices are turning pubs into an unaffordable luxury um, so a survey of what survey of 1,000 beer drinkers by the campaign for real ale, otherwise known as Camera, found that 15 that just 15 percent believed prices were affordable. So I'm just going to leave the rest of the article where it is. It's just that 1,000 beer drinkers found that fifth. So basically, 15 percent of 1,000 thought it was affordable. That means 85 percent thought we're going to the pub was unaffordable. Do we, long, do we, long what, silence do we, there. What do, we, what do we think about that? Well, our first question is, where were, they, where were the thousand people that they asked? Were they walking around London asking them? In which case, that's, well, yeah, that's I mean, probably I mean, justified. I mean, I always caveat my comments about prices by the fact that I work in London, so a lot of my beer drinking is in London. So automatically, as soon as I come out of London, generally, 
but it seems cheaper. You're happy. Yeah, just just by virtue of the fact that I'm not drinking in London anymore. But if they asked a thousand people in in the northwest, northeast Yorkshire region, in in out of town places, they'd probably say that beer was I mean, quite affordable. I mean, a thousand people ain't many. Bearing in mind, camera has almost two hundred thousand people these days. Mm. Um, but I, the, 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 just the percentage I just found shocking that eighty five percent find it's unaffordable. I still think it's one of the cheaper forms of entertainment. Is going to the pub. It's mm. cheaper than a Starbucks, having a pint of beer. Yeah, and it's, it's made well, rather than just churned out. Other, yeah. other coffee shops are available. Other well, coffee shops. <laughs> just obviously. <laughs> it's, no, it's all right. We're not the BBC. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so you, you can I, name I, drop all over yeah, the place. I, I, quite, right. I did quite like that though. <laughs> yeah. um, what, do, what do you guys think? I mean, you know, for for I mean, obviously you can't have. If you order beer bulk, beer bulk online, you get it cheaper. But I mean, I, I can't get cask at home. We do carry outs. It's not the same. You <laughs> know, it's still not the same. As good as it is, it's still not I mean, really I've, the same. I mean, I've been drinking in this pub for, for donkey's years. And, and I've always said, you know, I find that part of the price of, of paying for your beer is the atmosphere you're, you're surrounded by. Yeah. The the people you're sitting with, the conversation, the, the the banter from the bar staff, the the quality of the beer. I I'd quite happily pay a little bit not too much more, but a little bit more to have a decent pint, a decent conversation and enjoy my evening, you know, and maybe that reflects on, on some of it. Yeah, I I wonder whether there's a bit of a Weatherspoons factor as well. I, I think it's got to I think when you're there, talking yeah. about prices you almost have to take Weatherspoons out. Yeah, people compare pubs to Weatherspoons, yeah. and Weatherspoons are not pubs. No, they're, you can't compare the price point either. Can you, you can't. You can't. Uh, Weatherspoons is a. I hate them and admire them with equal. <laughs> Their business model is is superb. What they've managed to do. Um, it's not been so bright in recent times. There's been uh, a lot of Weatherspoons getting sold off. Yeah. the ones that aren't working. They, it's uh, sometimes I think it's too cheap. It's cheaper than it, than it needs to be. You know, it's mm. on. Uh, Occasionally, I've seen beers there that he, that Weatherspoons are selling at the same price I can buy them in at. So, what can you do? Um, but no, you are paying for a lot more than you know. If you go into a pub, you're paying a lot more than just what's in your glass. You're paying for the the ambiance, the night out, yeah. the, the socialising. Well, I was able to go to my local spoons a while back with my camera vouchers and get six pints for a tenner. Now, you shouldn't. You shouldn't be able to do that. Technically, it's lost leading, which is illegal, but it's, it's not quite, so he gets away with it. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, I'm I'm quite happy to pay a little bit more to to go and have a good night out with mates. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, you could have you can have a good night in with mates as well. It's but not actually, quite the same, is it? It's not. It's not quite the same. I mean, if I if I take it back to that that example from going to the Owl House a couple of weeks ago and walking in and seeing a, a range of beers, that I suddenly got very very excited about. That's not always going to happen when I open my fridge. No, and also you already know what's in your fridge. Yeah, unless you've just well, had hopefully a, a yeah. seen our dementia for the last you know couple of days. Yeah. Oh look, I bought, I bought I've got a box of beer. <laughs> I'm, going to, I'm going to empty this box and put it in my fridge with my eyes closed <laughs> so that it's a surprise when I open it. <laughs> yeah, but that, 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 that's my news. What have we got? And one final. It's, it's interesting actually because some of that goes against this this final news yeah. item as well because. So, so I got sent a copy of the cask report, which was recently um, released. And for, for people that don't know, this is an annual production of, um, I think it's, it's mainly camera-led. 
Um, but if, if you look at the back, all the people that are involved in it um, have got their logos in there. So camera involved, Siva involved, and it's it's basically a um, almost like a state of the nation address in in terms of where cask beer is at in in the UK. And this year's one opened up by saying that they had actually, in addition to doing um, surveys with landlords and people in the industry, they had actually gone out and done a YouGov survey with punters as well. Now I'm wondering whether the previous article that you were re- re- referring to was part of that as well. is the same one and, and they've actually just taken some of the data and they've decided to focus on that as part of the story. But I So, so I read through that and I've got um, a few points that I made reading through it and there's, there's a few points that I've got starred as well which I particularly wanted to bring up with the guys from the pub tonight as well to see their views on it so um, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start off with one of those and, and these are direct quotes as well so among licensees where cask is central to their business real ale sales are rising sharply agree or disagree um, define sharply I wouldn't say sharply we um, our ale sales are on a, a slow but very steady increase uh, as they have been for the six and a half years we've been here uh, despite other good pubs opening in town etc so we're quite happy with our else I wouldn't say sharply would no <laughs> interesting mm. um, so, so a, a few of the other the points the other point on that though is are they including the craft beer no they're not this is this, this is specifically is cask, cask that, that they're talking right. about yeah so I mean looking what you said so you've got Seba campaign for relay and cask mark are three of the like official bodies for want yeah. of a better phrase and then it's uh, basically brew- big brewers who are cask-led. Green King, Fuller's, Wells, Caledonia, Adams. The exception in that bunch is um, Carlsberg. Interesting. Who are part of yeah. it as well. Yeah. But it's, je- it's definitely a very cask-led. Yeah. So it's not including craft. So, so in there it says that um, Real Ale occupies 29% share of the market of, of, of beer. And, and the other is made up of lagers and what have you. But within that... 57% of that is cask beer and 43% of it is keg beer so that's that's the balance at which it's it's selling out at the moment and what they were saying was that 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 they I, I had to laugh at the comment in, in, in the report because it said cask is king it, it's leading with 57% against 43% and I was like that's not that big a margin yeah. <laughs> really is, no. is, is it it's only about what what's that I can't even add up 14% 14% so yeah. for you guys is that a fair reflection? Um, probably not uh, cask in just in in Apple is 40 plus percent of everything we sell not just beer that okay. includes spirits soft drinks wine everything uh, so we're very much a, an ale house if you yeah. like um, so yeah it's, it's healthy but people come here for that, don't they? Yeah, we we are known for it. You're yeah, you a destination yeah. for for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, again, in in the report, there's now 1,700 plus breweries in the UK that are producing around about 10,000 different beers. So there's now more choice in the UK than ever before. I mean, this isn't new news, is no. it? We 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 know that. Yeah. We we you know you can walk into any decent establishment and see that the range of beers that are available are better than they've ever been the choice is better than it's yeah. ever been 
yeah. questionable quality at times. Ab- absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, and that 70% of drinkers are keen to support breweries from their own region, which is an, an interesting statistic. And, and this is one next one that I'm going to put again to, to the guys here. A quarter of licensees have special relationships with breweries from their own area. Which I found quite interesting yeah. because you kind of opened the show by saying you've got two house beers that are produced with Colchester Brewery who are the, the, the local breweries here. So I, I think... Yeah, and, and every week you'll see that, you know, either the owner of the brewery or the, the head brewer will, will be having a drink in here, uh, which is nice to see. And we've got other brewers as well that, that pop in if they pop into Colchester. If they're local, they'll pop in and have a pint here. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I, con- I consider a lot of the local brewers personal friends. But having said that, although it's great to support your local brewers, uh, people also like to see stuff from a lot further afield, something unusual that they don't see very often. Otherwise, you've just got a, a local infrastructure of beers and it would get a bit boring. So it's nice to see stuff from Cornwall and Scotland and Yorkshire and, and Lancashire and Wales and all around the country. So it's getting that balance, which is a lot of what Richard does. Um, when ordering the beers is, is making sure we've got not only a, a balancing styles but between locals and, and mm. something more a little bit unusual from further afield again that comes back to the choice though is, yeah. isn't it yeah. that, that drinkers have now got more choice than, than ever before um, so the next one to put to you guys well trained staff who are confident in discussing cask beer with customers are instrumental in growing your trade Sorry, what, what's cask beer? It is. I mean, customers come to the bar and they want to know that they're going to drink something good. And they're not going to get that unless the staff know what is good. And all the staff here, from Andy and Sheena to the weekend staff, you know, they they all know what they're talking about. They all know. That the first thing they will do is they will come in and they will all try the beers that are on. If there's new beers on, they will all try them, so they know what it tastes like. So if a customer comes in and says, "Oh, I can I have a pint of IPA?" Okay, give us some more info. What you know? Are you looking for light? Are you looking for dark? Are you looking for something that's hoppy? And and we will go right. That's what. Try that. Mm. And and nine times out of ten, we 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 pretty much get it right. Um, and it, it's it gives the it gives the staff something to sort of look forward to as well. New beers. You know they come in and oh, not tried that one before. Right, try it. Oh yeah, like that. We've got uh, a, a bit of a vegan following, you know. So they'll come in and, and see if it's un unpasteurized, uh, unfined, and, and stuff like that. And you know you you have to know your beers so that you can sell them to the customers. Otherwise, you, they're not going to want any more beer. Doesn't that? I mean. Because I remember, I remember speaking to you about it before, but to me that sounds like stating the bleeding obvious to coin a phrase. It does, but I've been in another pub in this county with six handfuls on, and I didn't recognise any of the beers, and it was like, wow, great pub. I love going in a pub, and you know, people come in my pub and go, oh, I don't know any of these. It gives me a buzz. I go, yes, we're doing our job right. So I went to this pub, and we've got six handfuls there, and it's like, right, don't know any of these? I said, um, said to my wife what you want she said I'll have, a, I'll have a pint of something golden I said uh, a pint of what you got this golden she said I don't know I don't drink beer ah now that I not did, even knowing the colour because <laughs> that would, that would have made me think about well leaving yeah, yeah it was one of only two pubs in the village and the other one being a 
pub call, mainstream, oh, okay. big pub. It, it was, we were passing through and it was the only option. As it happened, the beer was absolutely fantastic, but if you don't even know what colour the beer is, that's yeah, so the, the extreme. Yeah. Surely, at the very least, then, as a landlord, what you should be doing, if you're not willing to do that bit or you're employing people down the way, at least put something on the back of the clip. Yeah. A brief, a yeah. a brief yeah. description yeah. Of, of, of what it is. A couple of highlights. Yeah, or yeah. people have the little pots on the bar now. Yeah. Or, or as a member of staff, if that's, if that's my job, I've come in to serve beer and I, I don't like beer for whatever reason. Ask someone. Just pull a little bit, which is what I ended up telling to do. I said, well, do you want to just pull? No, yeah. that, that might be gold. No, that one is. There we go. We'll have a pint of that. Yeah, yeah I do. That's and that's, that's a true story. That's shocking. And I'll tell you later, Richard, where that was. Oh, thank well, you. We'll, <laughs> we'll have that off air. Yeah. yeah. That seems to me like staying the bleeding obvious, though. It is, but the, how you opened up that last statement about walking in and seeing the hand pumps, that's that's one of the things that the that the report pulled out as well. So it's a 50% of, of the people surveyed believe that a hand pump means it's a proper pub that serves proper beer. What are your thoughts on mm. that one? <laughs> <laughs> Not always. I, I've been in pubs with two or three hand pul- pumps on and it's they've served proper vinegar out of them to be honest with you <laughs> so just because the nice pumps there doesn't necessarily doesn't always... necessarily mean what's going to come out I know, of those I know, pumps what, I, know what they, I know what they're saying though because yeah. people's idea if they're trying to think of an archetypal English pub will involve the wooden hand pumps with a bit of a gold bit at the top yeah that, that's and a hunting scene a hunting scene yeah. Yeah. yeah so that's people's picture they're, proper they're, pub yeah they're going to draw it however badly or well they draw it that's what they would draw would be that what I would call now in people's head the traditional hand pump and so they have a view of the pub already just by that. And that's called me out in the past when I've gone past someone and thought, I can't quite see what's on the clip. Oh, they've got three pumps on though. One of them must be all right. Yep. And I've had that experience. There. Disappointing though when you walk yeah. in and see like IPA and Doom. <laughs> and you're just like, oh, oh, I should have carried on driving. Yeah. <laughs> Only one out there, three, you know, oh, there's a turn yeah, round. Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. walking around railing oh. with Michelle yesterday, just fancied a beer after the drive. We're going to get a bit of shopping. I walked past the pub, and yes, it had exactly that. It had three pumps, and two of them were turned round. And the other one was one of them mine, but I thought, no, fuck it, they can't be asked for the other two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm never going to bother. It's yeah. not difficult to, no. to keep beer on. So, so those those are some of the highlights that I pulled out of the cast report. Now, I, I'm pretty sure that this is available online, and if it is, I'm going to put a, a link in the show notes to people if they want to go and have a read of it and, and download it for themselves. It might not be the little glossy brochure that, that, that I've been sent, but you certainly get a, a good feel for the, the state of where cast beer is in the one UK thing, right one now. One thing I'd add to all these surveys is... Uh, looking at the people in the back, the major brewers, uh, Camera, etc., and the the likes of Punch Taverns, I'm sure it'll be in there, Enterprises, etc., the, the big pub calls. The, there's another sector that's never uh, brought into any of these equations, and that's the free houses, of which I'm one. No one ever asks for free houses because we're, we're too small. Mm. Well, if you add all the free houses up in this country, we're not small at all. It's a huge part of the sector, but none of our views are ever listened to whether it be surveys like this or, or legislation or anything um, so it's not necessarily as accurate as it could be it's a great caveat to, yeah, it is. to, to add to that and, and on that bombshell uh, we'll probably move on to uh, probably what people have been waiting for which is, is, is the discussion that we're going to have about sparklers opinions 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 Opinions. This week, then, we asked uh, a very simple question, which was just sparklers. Yes. Yes or no? Um, to which we had uh, 412 res- uh, votes, 58% ending up 
uh, in my corner, I think, with yes. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> well, there's you, Nathan, your colours the master already, Steve. Uh, and 42% in your corner with, with, with no. Um, before we go into the, some detailed analysis, I do just want to make mention to, to all of the funny fuckers that thought it would be great to make reference to the 5th of November. And actually, I'm gutted. If we would thought about this properly, we could have done this closer to Fireworks Night. And, no, because I hate Fireworks Night. Yeah, but we could have properly got a sparkler debate going. No. Oh, come on, work with me here. No. <laughs> I hate fireworks. Um, and then also to, to those that said uh, you need a what is a sparkler option as uh, as well. So there were a few of those. And there were a few people that actually said have no idea what, what a sparkler is. So hopefully we can maybe educate. For once. This this week. <laughs> <laughs> who, who knows? So um, what we've currently got in front of us. So I'll, I'll tell you what. going to hand over yeah, to you, you guys. guys tell, tell us what we've got. Right. We, we should have bought first thing we need to do is is you should have brought a sparkler with us what to show to the show to, to, to the to listeners show to the yeah, we could have done that <laughs> right let's let's just get uh, there's sparklers is a, is a funny word when i was a lad many moons ago I, I first started drinking beer in the late 70s uh and sparklers were the norm as uh, many people think they are now up in the northern parts of the country but a sparkler was a small threaded metal device with a plastic insert that screws to the end, end of usually a swan neck, which is a bit that comes out of a pump, shaped like a sort of swan's neck, surprisingly enough, uh, and goes and dispenses the beer into the glass. Now, what we've seen a lot these days are, are slightly pointy plastic devices. Um, usually black but they can be white or green or red in cases but but they've got a little sort of pointiness to them now these were always known as creamers not sparklers there is a very distinct difference however it's become very blurred because the people that use them um, on just about everything especially in the northern parts it's still referring to them as sparklers and they were always known as creamers. There were two very different things. So when we say sparklers these days, we have to be fairly specific about what we're talking about. People will say sparklers, and what they're talking about is creamers. It's become that generic throughout the country that, to be honest, it's, we're fighting a losing battle. And we're now having to call creamers sparklers for the benefit of um, talking about the, them. So when people are, people are asking the question, you aren't trying to give your nuanced balanced opinion about one two three options you're just saying we could be talking about one of them without. yeah we could be talking about one of them and, and they could be one. they could be thinking about the other one and there's a very distinct difference which i'm sure we'll discuss very very shortly but uh so for the purposes of debate we'll, we'll class them all as sparklers but i will mention which one okay so so you've, you've chosen so for us for the benefit of the listeners we've got each of us are going to have the same beer but in three different iterations as in how it's been poured so what what have we got as in the base beer what we've got is the one i i, I drink as, as as my default beer uh, when i'm in the pub it's it's the one we we're talking about earlier okay the, so it's the uh, ambassador. ambassador from colchester now this is a brown ale uh it's not a bitter it's a brown ale if it was a bitter i'd want a certain amount of bitterness in which is what the beer should be like and how the beer has been brewed by the brewer this is a brown ale um, don't think newcastle brown ale it's not that it's, it's a yorkshire northern style brown ale which is a 3.9 percent really easy drinking 
uh, with quite a lot about the malt to it. Now this one has been poured through a pump right. via a swan Cheers. neck. Cheers. Yeah, sweet. That's nice, malty. sweet malty. But there's a little bit of bitterness sitting in, in, in mm. on your tongue there, which if it was a, if it was a bitter, fine. I, if if this had, would be a brand new beer that had come into me, and it and it said it was a three point nine percent bitter, we'd taste it. Uh, Richard had taste it, or any member of staff had taste it, and they go, hmm, yep, that's really really nice as a bitter, but it's not. It's a brown. It's not supposed to have have bitterness there. So we're now moving on to the second glass now this has been poured through a sparkler now it's same beer same beer, same beer. Yeah. and it's a, this is your metal this is the the, the, the original version the, the small metal thing now what that, that screws on the best analogy for listeners if you can imagine getting a hose pipe uh, I'm sending beer through a hose pipe the first one we tasted is just like a hose pipe with no attachment on the end it would just pour out of the end albeit having a certain amount of agitation through the hose pipe because liquid doesn't flow in straight lines through hoses and pipeworks it sort of swirls around a bit which is what we want it to do because we want to agitate a certain amount of the dissolved carbon dioxide that's in the beer um, which enhances the flavour so this one has had a sparkler now a sparkler is equivalent to putting your thumb over the end of a hose pipe and applying a certain amount of pressure now with a sparkler you can adjust that pressure you can tighten it or slighten it off so you can make it so we're talking like a power shower kind a, of thing where yeah, you yeah can, a little you bit can change you, the, you can the change hook around from the, the full the full works yeah. so you can down. have a, a loose sparkler or a tight sparkler so this is what we've got here this is we've done this through medium sparkler um, and what this should do it, it should produce a tighter head but bring that get rid of that bitterness out of the liquid oh. it's actually gone into the head as we as we were talking uh, about yeah, I mean, earlier i mean visually ju just again for the listeners about so the second beer is the one through the sparkler med medium medium tightness on on the sparkler yeah. um immediately the, the head retention is better yeah isn't it the, yeah. the head retention massively i mean it looks know, like it's got more life yeah it's straight mm. away yeah i mean definitely for you steve you'd be heading towards this one straight away if these two are lined for, up visually straight away yeah, yeah. Um, had a slight taste of it and yes the, the bitterness at the back has gone that sweet yeah. malty flavour is still it's, there it's, it's all about the malt yeah. now that, which is that's, that's what what's really that's shiny. what the beer should be yeah and if we quickly move on to the the last one now this is through a creamer the, the black plastic or different coloured plastic devices this is equivalent to taking your thumb off the end of the hose pipe and attaching a shower head and forcing the beer out through a very powerful shower head and this really over agitates the beer and quite often nine times out of ten it'll batter a lot of the flavor out of the beer uh, and you'll end up with it that reaction sort of says it all really it's it's, it's interesting because the, the and, and, and I think we were both doing this as you were just talking there <laughs> we, we, we were sn smelling the different glasses because I was getting a completely different aroma off of this last one then especially compared to the second one yeah um, on, on the flavour mm. it's it's almost taken all of the flavour out of yeah. that and it's and it doesn't last you know um, yeah. so for the first two flavors, the first two you had that lasting bitterness yeah the second one that sweet malty flavour was really hanging around the second one I get like a quite a quick hit of the sweet malty stuff and then it's gone yeah the last the last one with with through the creamer uh, it, it's watery it's, it's 
if I give you a taste of that beer, you probably wouldn't order it. So would you like to drink that? But the the first one you possibly would, because it, it still tastes fine, although yeah. it's got that bitterness that we don't really want in that beer. The second one, for me, for my palate and how I sort of came up with that beer, if you like, what I wanted that beer to be, it's absolutely spot on. And the brewer that brews that agrees with us. He he, he loves the fact we serve it in the best way we can. So in 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 your pub, you serve this beer with the with the sparkler. Sparkler, not a creamer, a sparkler. That's your default default setting. However, I would add the caveat: if someone wants it served without sparkler, and I'm quite happy to take it off. I don't mind how my all our intention is as every landlord should be is to hand the beer across the bar to the customer in the condition that he's going to enjoy it 100% the best way now if he wants it you know served with lemonade half and half lemonade in a in a, in a wonderful craft beer I'll do it for him mm. you know it's the customer's drinking the customer is always right or, however or her or the one as, in between as yeah. Has proved this, yeah. but yeah it's it's as a landlord all, all I can do and on and all my managers and staff can do is try and serve the beer the way we think is best for that beer now sometimes we, we have because both our house beers are uh, northern in style uh, they're both served through sparklers at the moment the three other beers that we've got on are served without any attachments on at all they just go through a normal swan yeah, so the, the great the great head we had earlier was without wasn't it? without although that is a northern beer you see you, there's a lot of this north-south divide yeah. that is is codswallop in my book um I, I said born in yorkshire and i've lived down in essex for getting on for 30 years now so it's not as simple as yes you should have them or no it's horses for courses some beers it will accentuate certain parts and, and improve the beer and other beers it can kill it so you must go against um what some beers are traditionally served or is is there an occasion where a brewer specifically wants their beer to be served with or without sparkler? Yes. And do you go against it? I, yes, I do. Uh, the brewer isn't serving the beer. I'm serving the beer. Uh, I want I want to serve that beer. Like I've just said, you know, that I think that's fantastic. That's just how I want it to be. There's there's other factors coming whether the beer's been released a little bit quick from the brewery it's a little bit green because sparklers and creamers although I'm not a big fan of creamers but a sparkler certainly can take away some of the sharpness you'll get in a in a young beer if it, if it perhaps could have done with another week in a cellar or in the brewery in the cold room um, is that a bit annoying when it, green beers turn up it is generally I would say most of the time the brewer will tell you you know, it'll, it'll tell you so I can, I've got some of that, I can drop it into it, it's a little bit green it could do with another week to ten days in the cellar if we've got space and we can manage it we'll keep it a week to ten days in the yeah. cellar and, and give it a bit more time to, to just soften well, out if we don't get a heads up though if we don't get a heads up, we, well here here is this wonderful attachment we can solve the problem with this is another benefit to it we can taste that and be and say, oh, it's tasty nice but god it's got that green bite to it well we can use a sparkler and adjust it and take away most of that and it softens the beer right out. So I suppose that does lead into some of the comments we have had where people were saying about stripping out flavour. It, it does, and it's, it it's, probably, it's probably well, a good point to bring some of yeah. those in, actually. Right, that's, I think that's a quite a good it doesn't, segue into it. Yeah. It doesn't, doesn't strip out flavour. It moves, it moves certain things. 
there's, I last Thursday I, I, I spent uh, a whole evening up here in a little function room talking to 14 guys about beer dispense and the science and, and stuff behind it and what happens. Um, but that's about two and a half hours, so we, we'll, I'll keep, try and keep it a bit brief. What, what happens Even our listeners aren't ready for two and a half hours. No, no, no. <laughs> However, if, on a footnote, it's something I've, I've been asked, would I do more of? And, and, and there's a lot of my customers wanted to get because this was an outside group that came in, but a lot of the, a lot of the customers that heard that I'd done it, they want to come and do it. So I'm going to, if there's enough demand, I'll just keep doing them. You just pay for the price of beer, and I'll sit and tell you all about beer dispense. And so, so what our listeners things. are getting here is like a free, a free, a free taster, a free taster of, of, of what what may be yeah. to, to to come in the future. Um, what what happens is you, like I said, you, you're pushing liquid through a, a pipe first of all from uh, the cask of beer up to the the pump, and now that beer is swirling within itself, and it, contained within that liquid. Are, is dissolved CO2, very, very, very small bubbles of carbon dioxide, which is a natural product of the brewing process. It's retained within the liquid. By swirling that beer together within its, just in itself, these little bubbles bang together. Two bubbles, very small bubbles bang together, they make a bigger bubble. And if those bubbles bang together, everyone's seen it, you know, when you were kids, you knock two bubbles together, you get a bigger bubble. This is what happens. So this is why the same beer served direct from the cask will never taste the same as the same beer served from a pump. There will be a big difference in flavour. Uh, we proved this time and time again by having a cask on with a, a tap in it and then serving from that tap by having a tap splitter on and taking a pipe up to a pump. So it's the same beer from the same cask, you taste them back to back. A vast difference in flavour. Um, so that's one thing. So that's getting a certain amount of swirling. But then what if you want more swirling? Well, you can attach the sparkler, because what sparkler's doing, it's, it's agitating the beer. It's not, as a lot of people believe, just mixing it with air to make a false head. Because the swan neck is the bit that sits, a long swan neck will sit at the bottom of your glass. And agitate When you anyway. start pulling. So it starts agitating, but then it's under the level of the liquid. As the pint fills up, it's filling from, um, lifting from yeah. below so but it's agitating the beer as a liquid and producing more tight of these tight little bubbles that float up what a creamer does is, is just the exactly the same but more viciously mm. now as this this dissolved carbon dioxide all sort of bangs together makes the bubbles that come up and form this tighter head we're going to get a lot of the volatile hop oils and flavor and a certain amount of bitterness coming up into that head uh one of the things we spoke about earlier is if you get if you do it yourself you can get a, a big head on beer by using a sparkle and a creamer get a teaspoon and taste the head in that in that beer it can be quite astringent that's where the bitterness gone it's not stripped the flavor out of the pint it's moved it into the head um Creamers are horrible for that <laughs> and, and, and i think they just do too much but a sparkle you can move that up um, just to give you one final analogy, which I, we were speaking about earlier. Uh, if you were to go out, uh, have a nice meal, and then sit with your partner and order two lovely coffees, and you've got a little jug of cream, one person could pour that cream into the coffee, stir it up, and the other person could float that coffee on top. 
exactly the same ingredients. Nothing's been taken out or tampered with. It's two same ingredients. But the drinking experience is very, very different between the two. And that's because 80% or thereabouts of what you taste is from aroma and smell. Anyone doesn't believe that? Try eating and drinking things whilst holding your nose. It's a, a weird process. Mm. So we're getting a lot of aroma into the head. So when you're drinking beer, you, it's like drinking the coffee through the cream. It's the same sort of thing. It mixes in your mouth, so it gives you a very changed drinking perception. And that is, that is what sparklers can do. Now, from, from your perspective here, you you make the decision on on each beer don't you in terms mm -hmm. of how you as the, the the landlord and your team that work with you you will try the beers through all of the dispense methods yeah. and then you decide which you feel is best that presents that that beer yeah it's the best representation of that beer of what it's what it's supposed to be what the brewer intended mm. do you ever go against what the brewer intended yeah um because because as as point of sale it's what's best for your customers yeah. i'm not i'm not just a conduit to the brewery it's, it's my business it's my reputation it's not the brewer's reputation on the line um i want that beer to be in top notch one of the good examples of that is uh, woodford's worry marvelous marvelous beer uh, on the back of the pump clip when it's applying to the pub it says no sparkler recommended so when, when six years ago, when I first got that one in and I first spotted this, because I don't think it's been on, it's not something I remember from years past. I thought, no sparkler recommended. Hmm, I'll be the judge of that. Thank <laughs> you very much. Challenge. <laughs> challenge accepted. Sparkler added. Yeah. So, well, no, it wasn't. I did the same as what we, we've just done now. And I put three glasses in front of myself and went, bum, bum, bum. With an open mind, here's the key to it, not to be entrenched in what you I've always believed this for, I always think sparklers on everything or Granddad no used to have. Yeah, my dad had sparklers, <laughs> so I'm always having sparklers, any of that rubbish. So I got the three and tasted them. My other half did, and we went, I think that's a lot better through a sparkler. So we put it on through a sparkler. Later that night, it was a camera chairman, Mr. Alan Wareham, popped in, <laughs> and he said, Oh, I'll have a pint of Woodford's. He said, oh, you've got that infernal sparkler on. He was a proper... I went, if I can picture him saying it. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought, fair enough. So I, I poured him his pint. I said, there's your pint with no sparkler on, as requested. However, here's another half on me, poured through a sparkler. You tell me which one. And I, tr I trusted him to be open-minded, because some people will just go with what they have always yeah. said. They don't like to be... It's not about proving wrong, but they don't like to be have to think about these things too much. And he tasted them side by side, and he's, and this is where I got so much admiration for him. He just said, I have to admit, it's better through a sparkler. And I went, yeah. And then we had the, the, this long conversation about sparklers can be appropriate. They can also be totally inappropriate. So, so the end of the sparkler debate always boils down to sparklers, yes or, yes or no. It's not. It's where appropriate. That's, uh, that's, that's, uh, that's interesting. So... Let's have some of the comments then, Steve. Okay. We did have, we did have quite a few. We, we, we did, and we, we've split these down into a few kind of categories as well, well almost. So um, the first one that we had was uh, regionality. Str straight away came up. Um, 
So, so Jamie H, who I, I love featuring because I still think he's got the best Twitter handle ever, <laughs> at Merchant of Shite, um, says, we should all state where we are geographically. I'm in No and I'm in East Sussex. Now, we, we discussed yeah, whether... Yeah, we, we thought about it, didn't we? But we thought that people would get a bit upset if we were trying to force a regional <laughs> bias on this. There, no, there is. They're all northern. There is, all northern. Here's a funny thing. That there is this northern divide that sort of from Nottinghamshire upwards... Um, you will see sparklers a little bit in the West Country at times as well. And then it fades out mainly in Scotland, although there's a few pockets of them about. And that is pretty true. And when we say sparklers now, we're talking, if you go up there, the creamers. And I hate it. They're on everything and they do ruin a lot of good beers. However, a lot of these comes down to the flat beer or beer with head, which is a side issue from this, and it, but it's, it's very much tied in. Some of the biggest heads on beer I've had in recent years were a couple of weeks ago up in uh, Cambridgeshire, Huntingdonshire. We, we were up there for 10 days, and honestly, there were, even as a Yorkshireman, there were there was ridiculous amounts of head going on up there. Uh, a lot of the pubs with sparklers, but not all of them, which surprised me. Now, this Southerners like a beer poured with hardly any head, and a Northerner likes a beer with a big, thick head argument. Again, slightly different issue, but it is tied in with what we're doing. People can't see this, but I can show you two guys. <laughs> we, we love visuals. We love visuals on a podcast. Yeah, there's, there's, there's six black and white photos I'm, I'm just showing the guys here, uh, all taken from the earliest one is 1934 down in Dorset. Which uh, is fairly southern. It's about as southern as you're going to get, yeah, nearly. So this is entitled Lads of the Village, Lads in Commas, because they're all about 65 onwards. Yeah. Bradford, uh, Bradford, Abbas, Dorset, and they're all drinking pints, which look, which to me look like it. they're about two-thirds of the way down of a uh, landlord pulled for a sparkler. Yeah. That's what it looks like. Uh, they've got big heads. And if you look on all the other pictures, and, and these are sort of 40s and 50s um, era, there's London, there's Manchester, there's Glasgow, and there's there's one I don't know where that is. But all have one thing in common: all the pints have foaming heads of beer on their beer. True, they all they all do. I'm just passing Exhibit A to Steve <laughs> over here. So the question is: When did people down south decide they didn't want a head on the beer? Because I'm guessing if you went in a pub in London or back in the day, you know, 30s, 40s, 50s in London, if you went in a strange pub and ordered a pint of beer and it came completely flat, you'd probably walk out. I still think if people were picturing their archetypal pint, there is still a head on a pi- archetypal pint if someone's mm-hmm. drawn a picture. There is, there is, but there are, there are different heads, aren't there? Because even in those pictures, again, pointing to yeah. the, 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 that one there, to the, the, the top one, left-hand the, corner. These, the, these have got heads on them that literally look like they've been put on top. Yeah. And, and, and that's, that's all foam. Yeah, yeah. As, as far as I'm concerned, but some of the others actually look like more of the creamy head. Yeah, which um, goes down with the beer. Yeah, I am just going to have to point out as well the beards in in, in this. H- bomb hipsters in 1934. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, you know, there, there are some hipsters. craft beards in there. Yeah. <laughs> they do look like craft Yeah, yeah. Um, See, I mean, we did. Yeah, so we did, we did think about doing the regionality as part of the question but we thought no we didn't want to lead people down that route we wanted people to answer it's a fallacy that doesn't exist this this heads on beer up north and flat beer down south it's it's a total fallacy it certainly was from the 30s 40s and 50s and 60s you wanted some a, a head on your beer because it showed the beer was in good condition mm. uh, so that's maybe, you would have wanted was, it maybe it was when Keg started to make the inroads. Maybe that's when it started. I, I have a lot of lot of 
thoughts on that, but I'm not even going to sidetrack it into the... <laughs> that's, that's another podcast. That's another podcast. Yeah. Why we ended we'll up with Keith. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we, I mean, we had one from uh, Mark Ahmed Drunk Res. Always yes, always yes. So good he had to say it twice. I live in London, but always yes. Yeah, <laughs> so he's really I, keen. I reckon that's a yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's, yeah. that, that's um, a yes. Uh, yes, you'll be lucky to find a car scale being served in the northeast, not using one. Definitely a regional thing. That was Guy Miller at Brew Guy. Uh, born to born in the north, learned to drink cask in the south, but recent trips back to Cumbria have converted me. So thumbs up to Sparklers, Andrew Sheldon at Tavara Fan Club. Yeah, so um, I, I think there's a lot of um, a lot of our listeners going with the regionality. There was definitely a regionality, mm. wasn't theme, there? Theme. Yeah, but also linking it to the north. Yes. Yeah. So you had you had Mark saying in London. So immediately saying I live in London, so I shouldn't, but I do want sparklers. And the guy who said, "Learn to drink in the south." But as soon as I've gone back, it's it, they've they've linked. However, there's a reason for this, because if you go up north, Cumbria, Yorkshire, etc., you will not be served a beer any other way. Every beer on the on the bar, nine times out of ten, is going to have a. Sp- a creamer, creamer to be honest these days but what we call a sparkler for the sake of the debate uh, so the option's not there a lot of the places you go down south there is no sparklers in the building so you don't have an option so that's where the regionality's cr- crept in because it's forced upon you it's not a customer choosing to have it or not having it you don't have any choice you do in my pub obviously yes uh, you can take it on take it off a lot of pubs down south you say oh could you put a sparkler on that for me no and the reason being there isn't one there isn't one in the building and even if there was if you have your own sparkler which I've done before taking it out if it's a beer I know Timothy Taylor's landlord if I see it being served and there's no sparkler on it I know it's going to work good on that I I agree I'm a massive fan of landlords people do know and I do prefer a sparkler it's it's completely different Timothy I've had it at beer festival straight from the cask and it's disgusting I wouldn't even bother not the same at all is it it's got to go through a pump and through a sparkler it even works. Week. It works through yeah. a creamer as well. That beer, it does work through a creamer. It's it's lovely. We had a pint in the White Hart in in, in Whitton, yeah, which was from Gravity, yes. and it was not the same beer. It was awful. It was awful. It's it just was, a, it was, it was like blonde drinking brown water. Dish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no to it. Just, Wasn't just, the same. Yeah. Um, so, so the next next few comments come down to what what I could only term as salmonship and 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 let the brewer decide. Um, so, um, and that was the first one. Edward Shaw at Dr. Shaw 69. Is there no option for I don't care or let the barman or brewer decide? Um, Good man, I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we do. Well, obviously not, that's why we gave you a yes or a no. Um, a, a sparkler just papers over the cracks of poor salmonship. A tight white head should not be favoured over proper conditioning. That was from Alex Oliver at Alex Oliver 101. What, what, what do you oh, think to that one? I'm this, sorry, Alex, but you're, you're wrong. It's, <laughs> I knew it's, this one, Mike. Yeah. Like, wrong, 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 wrong. <laughs> I'm ex, sorry. Come to my pub and I'll talk to you all day about it. <laughs> no, it's, it's, and he will. It is, <laughs> yeah, it is one of the things that, that does border, not Alex personally, but it does border on getting slightly offensive when, when there's comments like it's, it's a lazy landlord's cheap trick to put head on a pint of tired old beer well we serve 20 20 25 casts of beer a week or thereabouts none of our beers tired and old 
and putting a even if you've got a, a tight if you've got a beer that's been on your pump for five days six seven days and it's getting really tired and you think i just need to shift this last bit because it's pouring flat starting to go like vinegar putting it through a sparkler or put bubbles on that'll die if there's no conditioning in the beer those bubbles won't last you'll get no lacing down the glass it initially you hand a pint over yeah you could use it for that but that's not the way to tell if if a beer's uh, tired. I'd, what was it, Alex was his name? Yeah. Alex, if you want to talk about tired beer, every time you get a pint, stick your finger in and slowly rotate your finger. That's how to tell if a beer's got good conditioning in it. I can do it with... Visual, just, not the visual. visual, visual. Yeah. Slowly rotate it and you should cloud up with all those tiny little bubbles of dissolved conduct. So we're not this, mixing this it with air. This is for the podcasting beer yeah. world. scientific experiment scientific just stick your finger in actual (laughs) science slowly rotate it you'll see all those tiny bubbles that we talked about that means the beer's in good nick if nothing happens the beer's tired it's lost its condition that's how you test okay so the next one's almost the flip side to the last (laughs) one is if anything other than a bad cinnamon can ruin a beer it's a sparkler and that's from Jackie at Lambic Queen well from what she's just heard hopefully she now thinks that a sparkler can enhance a good beer it can make a good beer perfect it can't make a bad beer good it can certainly a creamers can make a good beer bad but if you've got a good beer a sparkler not a creamer sparkler used by someone that knows how to use one can make a good beer even better well that ties on to comment from spencer pritchard at spen pritchard if you think a sparkler knocks the flavor out of beer you're most likely drinking the wrong beer um Yes, or the right beer dispensed the wrong way. Dispense yeah, the, the right beer yeah. dispensed the if wrong way. Yeah, two hundred characters. I'm sure that's how he would have got that in. Yeah, yeah. Or he'd been drinking too much of the wrong beer. <laughs> uh, yeah, the the I I showed these guys earlier on that the the lovely beer from Great Heck that they were talking about earlier on that they were drinking, which is a lovely sharp, bitter, really refreshing beer. Yeah. Mm. Uh, they were drinking their first pint earlier on before we started having this chat. And I give them another half poured through a creamer, really, you know, viciously poured, and it, there was nothing it, it to it. Destroyed it's it. Yeah, it completely destroyed. ruined the beer. It just made it a golden yeah. beer. Yeah. So a good beer can be destroyed, but a good beer can also be enhanced. But that's down to your landlord. That's down to the that, knowledge that comes of the down staff. to your it's expertise, yeah. doesn't it? And your years of experience mm-hmm. in learning how to to, to pour. The, the beers using it with the, the sparkler and this is why sparklers are becoming very rare now that the lovely round metal things that we've been talking about and we've either got nothing at all or we've got these black plastic pointy creamers is because nothing at all you don't have to train the staff very much on that just pull the pint yeah creamers pretty much the same it's a slightly different method of pouring to, to no attachment at all um, pulling through a cream is a bit a bit like pouring a Guinness. You sort of pull two thirds, leave it, take the customer's money, and come back to it once it be settled. Um, with the sparkler, every member of staff has to know how to adjust the sparkler for the beer. So, is there any wonder they're going out of fashion? It's a, it's almost a dying art, mm. if you if you like, and it's it's one that I don't want to see go because sparklers are wonderful. Creamers can be the devil's work. Steve uh, will have pictures of each 
You need to go behind the bar and take a picture. We'll take a picture as well. Yeah, the and, swan neck sparklers and creamers. And ones. They'll be in the show notes. Uh, t- thanks <laughs> for, for creating more work. <laughs> Bit of work for you, I mean, there. Sorry, more work for Steve. I appreciate that, but yeah. yes, they will be in the show notes. <laughs> I think people get confused when they they say sparkler because they, I did it earlier. I googled sparkler. And I, yes, I did get a lot of pictures of people standing there. <laughs> Fireworks. Yeah. But every single picture, beer-related sparkler, was one of those black plastic shower heads. It's a creamer. Yeah. Always yeah. used to be known as a creamer. It's a creamer, not a sparkler. Sparkler mm. has four holes. Big ones. Four big holes. A creamer will have 16 tiny, tiny, tiny little holes. There's a huge difference in, in what it does to the beer. As we now, proved. D- talking about what it does to the beer, you did you did do an experiment with us before we started recording as well, in in terms of how you've used not so much a sparkler or a creamer, but a fitting on a keg beer mm. as as well to completely change it. As, yeah. As, yeah. As, as well, it, which surprised us. Well, well, we we were taken aback by it. Yeah. I would like to say it was. We were taken aback. I would like to say it was down to expertise, but it was it was just a a, a pure fluke really by Sheena actually just mentioned it um, lovely lovely chocolate milk stout from our friends up in Ampersand on keg on on keg um, s- superb beer but uh, a, a little lifeless at the time um, maybe a bit bit fresh or green as, as we like to say in the industry um, and Sheena just said well pop a, pop a Guinness nozzle on it uh, other nozzles are available. <laughs> um, and coming a bit of a theme for that. <laughs> <laughs> so other beer podcasts are available if you want to listen to something shorter. And it, they're, they're, they're not. <laughs> no, this is the only podcast. Um, but it, it, it changed the beard um, hugely. It became smoother. The, the flavours of the chocolate came out more. Um, I got straight on to, to the guys at Ampersand and just said to them, look, I don't want to sort of interfere, but this is what we've just done to your beer sent him a picture of it and his response was I need to get myself one of those nozzles that looks amazing obviously he couldn't taste it but and it did it did because we you, tried you it did, yeah. and um, yes I mean but A we were amazed by what you'd done in the first place because um, I would never have thought about an interchangeable nozzle on, on keg um, but also visually yes I mean the first beer, the, the 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 one without the creamy head, the one without the nozzle, to me, I would have, if you'd asked me to name the style, it's a mild, just because mm. it was that slightly less life in it. Whereas the next one, I would have gone, that's probably that's definitely a stout. It's, a, it's some sort of nitro keg stout you've given yeah. to me because of the way it looked with that tight creamy head, which always remind that kind of beer reminds me of that beer we had at the Alltech Festival. Mm. the nitro white hag which went you know which had all the coffee but because it had that tight head in it because we've had it in bottle since the bottle's nice it's nowhere near as good but it's not yeah, the yeah. same cause it wasn't through that it didn't have that that creamy head which you start like you said before with the coffee and the cream the yeah. flavour's running through it um, so yeah I thought it was a, it, it was an amazing revelation to me that beer absolutely amazing um, just the fact that you can well, do just, that with just keg take, as well just yes. to explain mm. a, for, for those people that, that listen that don't know what a Guinness nozzle is <laughs> we, we might ought to explain it the, the, the black nozzle that, that the Guinness pours out of the, on keg the Guinness one is different to all the others um, you know your standard lager ones whereby if you were to unscrew it and look down it's got a little metal plate with tiny little holes in so it forces the beer through in a sort of spray fashion 
just Almost like a sparkler creamer. creamer would do. Yeah. Um, Guinness is normally served on 70-30 nitrogen mix because um, nitrogen bubbles are smaller than carbon dioxide bubbles so you might get more of a, a creamier head but still with this nozzle it, it produced a wonderful creamy head on this beer and, and much better the flavor well. was mm, flavor yeah. aroma. that's all the aroma Everything going into the head it was, it was enhanced yeah. better it was bang it went, up. Yeah. appearance I mean, straight away you'd go for the, the second one straight yeah. away yeah. so, so yeah. when you talk about you know who are landlords to interfere with what the brewer intended we can help him <laughs> you know well, yeah. we yeah, can yeah, just know, enhance yeah. beers it's it's a marvelous it's marvelous to have these tools and that, that's all they are they're just tools at our disposal should we feel the need to use them on certain beers so let's let's bring that full circle back to to the beer that we've been trying yeah um because we, we've we've had the three samples we, of the we, same beer. we seem to have both done the same things dave we, we've we, yeah we've drained the ones that we maybe aren't so fast so, so fast about and kept the one that we really <laughs> like so um yeah. Which, which is the one that we're enjoying the most, Martin? It is the one with the sparkler. It, it is, yeah. yeah. But the other two just... The, the the one without the sparkler was maybe a bit too bitter for the style and the one with the cream had just had nothing in it the, what, yeah, what, whatsoever. It, it had killed it off. Yeah, in a fairly, whereas in a fairly the sparkler quick version is the one that's still sat in both our glasses yes. that we're, we're enjoying slowly. Yeah. Savouring. Yeah, yes. we're savouring that one a lot more, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah. But I would say to people, if you go somewhere and, and, and it's got a beer on with a sparkler... As for two halves, a good pub won't mind. So you can have two halves of that, one with and one without the sparkler. And, and you can try it in a pub with no sparkler, they might have one knocking about. Uh, and then make your own mind up. Because mm-hmm. that's all we're doing at the end of the day behind the bar here at the Vic. We, we try these beers, we decide what we think is the best representation. So do that when you go out drinking. It's fun. And and this is the, this is the Colchester brewery beer that you've brewed Specifically, specifically for this, yeah. this is the ambassador, and it works. And you can only get beers. this here. Yeah. So, so. Th- this version is, it, yeah, it it holds everything a lot better, but has taken away that sh- that little bit of sharpness on the bitterness. Yeah, it's just it's just it's, it's actually in in terms of the three versions that we've tried, that version is perfect. Yes, yeah, I agree Com- with that compared yeah. to the other two. I mean, the the, the, the whole uh, discussion. I was very I was very much in the um, years ago, especially being a. Uh, camera member of long time standing but very much a southern area camera member wherever I've been it's been southern very much sparkling never really entered the equation every so often got north and yes landlords always wanted that turned that tight head on it which followed it all the way down the drink completely different beer um, but it wasn't until we've been discussing it recently and a few other bits and pieces of the tab I've realized the discussion is a bit more nuanced than I than I appreciated previously it's not. It's more. It's more horses for courses than perhaps I yeah, realised. Very much. I think. I think what we've learnt tonight as well is if if you take on board the expertise of of, of the people that run the place, yeah, then actually you're going to get the beer in the best possible condition. Which is probably how it should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As 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 you as you both said, you know, you're the ones taking the money off us. You want us to have the the best the best possible experience when we're having there's, the beer. There's this great old saying that that you talk about. You know, you talk about different towns and villages and, and cities, and you say oh, that pub over there, he keeps a good pint. What do people mean by that? <laughs> what what what's he doing to it? What magic is he doing to this pint? And, and the other pub down the road selling exactly the same beer. Oh, he don't keep a good pint. It's not as nice. It's nicer up there. What was he doing? You can't. You can only condition a beer so much, and then apart from that, you're conditioning it right for the right amount of time, keeping your lines clean. But then it's how you serve it is the third part of what we do. 
and well done but yeah I, thank you very much yeah and and thank you for taking time um out of your schedule to to spend this time talking to us this evening and actually giving us the beers yeah. to, to try in the different yeah. methods as if, well if anyone would like to get in get in touch with it, if anyone sort of around these parts and would like to come along and have this chat happily do it over the bar like I do to, to people every day of the week and taste different beers uh, or if they want to come along to a, a, a organised thing on beer dispense ask them to send me an email and uh, we'll start, try and get one organised okay, okay. Well, we'll, great for we'll, we'll, that Steve we'll, will link that in the show notes we'll as well, yeah. <laughs> well <laughs> the pictures <laughs> and the notes and brilliant yes um, okay so let's, uh, let's let's move on let's t- take some some comments from our listeners this week let us know write it down let us know write it down let us know your thoughts and bitter in lingerness write it down so first up going back to the show that we did uh, about cans, Mr. Ian B at Mr. Underscore Ian Underscore B. Interesting show about cans. Ultimate Impy Stout Can uh, Barrel Age Ten Fiddy Viscous. We so, had we had the Ten Fiddy, didn't we? We did, didn't but it was only a very very small, small measure. Pour I remember bit. thinking it was very nice. Yeah, but I think to fully appreciate it, I need a full can. You'd need a full can of that. Yeah, yeah. I think that goes back to what we were saying in terms of, uh, do you get the thickness yeah. from, from a can? a canned impy stout that you'd get from a bot- bottled impy stout yeah um, I think for us the jury's probably still out but yeah. I think there are a few beers going that way yeah uh, and then going even further back to, to the show that opened this season uh, this is from Roland Glue at Has Been New Boy uh, prompted by her opinions to look at my stashed beers started stashing in 2013-14 and, and then shared a picture of the first ones that he put in, which was there, any, was there any standouts? Well, I, I couldn't put the picture on the show notes. Oh, <laughs> People wouldn't be able just to write see down what it was. <laughs> Could have done, but Roland, let us know what was in the stash because I missed that picture. Yeah, um, and then then just finally, um, because we haven't featured him for a few weeks, Paul at UNRCD asked these weekly question opinions. Who do you think are the most consistent brewery in the UK right now? My two shouts are Marble and Thornbridge. Over to you two. Ooh. You can only name two. Two the most consistent. Yeah. For what they do, I suppose I would go Cloudwater. I think they do a an IPA, a double IPA, and a a, a BBC and, and everything else they do. I think they're consistently good on those. But do you think Cloudwater are getting a little bit one trick port they have a niche of, of what the beers they do they're very very good at but can they expand on yeah, that I, yes yes uh, they could do different styles I'm, I'm yet to taste but a, what they do, a black what, beer that I like from Cloudwater because they've just done a coffee sour didn't they they did they, yeah. yeah so I haven't tried that yet I, I, I will try that soon because I have been saying they should maybe branch out but what they do IPA wise is fantastic and if I was to say, I'm, I'm, can I switch to a cask? Yeah, yeah, yes. it's open. Uh, like Mar- Marble Brewers and Formage are both cask brewers. Then um, I would say for the most consistent and the most well-liked beers, I'm going to have to go for Dark Star. That's a good shout. I good have shout. not had That's a good shout. Yeah. I have not had a bad beer from them. Um, I have seen recent. I don't know too many details, but I believe they've got a keg beer. An imperial stout, which I need to look into a little bit more. Ooh. When you say look into, does that mean it might end uh, up here? Uh, oh yeah, possibly. Okay. Yeah. When I say look into <laughs> things, In that case, carry on looking into it. it, it look it, into it means buying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. What about what about you, Andy? Have you got what do you? What, Northern Monk. Your? 
another monk of the um, the one of the Yorkshire Breers, my home county, that have they're really pushing the boundaries. Um, consistent, yes. Occasionally, they they little bit miss the mark, but they are pushing so many directions. What with their Neapolitan and, and things, wow. yeah, their patrons, mm. stunning and stuff like that. Yeah. And for con- sheer consistency, Colchester Brewery. Yeah. And I'll I'll explain why our two house beers, Yorkshire Blonde and the Ambassador, that we've been drinking tonight. The Ambassador, it's over a year old now. We've been brewing this. The Yorkshire You've Blonde. You've given us year old beer. Oh, Andy, <laughs> so much respect for conditioning. You. We, <laughs> conditioning. We, we put a creamer on it. Fresh. Yes, <laughs> barrel aged. Yeah, <laughs> but every batch we get is exactly the same quality and there's a lot of brewers that we deal with make good beer and you go oh it's not quite as malty as it was last time or it's oh where's those hops gone that we had like in the last batch these guys at colchester bang on the money every single brew they do i presume that's quite important for you if you're having a house beer it's very very important which is why we chose colchester brewery to do it for us uh there was a double drop system which is which is it, it get a lovely clean beer out of it um so yeah consistently wise they're they're spot on what about you steve um i'm gonna go for buxton here here because i i don't think they can do a thing wrong yeah um and the other one um going probably slightly smaller in in terms of brewery and it's purely because i i've never had a bad beer from them and i've enjoyed every beer that i've had from them is track because i think they 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 do incredible i mean that is a good shout that yeah. is a good shout. Write that one down, Richard. I'll get some on it. Sonoma. I'd agree with Thornbridge, which Paul suggested, because I, I think they bang out some very consistent beers in all formats. Um, but I'm, I'm also a big fan of Adams. And okay. I, I so, agree. so you've gone big on, on, on your two, yeah. two breweries there. Yeah, and I, I generally, recently, I haven't had anything bad at all from from Adams in, in from a variety of places they, as well. they, they are for a, a brewer of their size they they, they can push in some wonderful directions yeah. and do some interesting beers They've, I mean the um, uh, uh, my friend Carl who does listen to the show thank you Carl he has bought some of the flat white porter as well recently um, but their second iteration of the Earl Grey Lager I thought was fantastic as well so yeah they're willing they are willing to push it and I think we've said it before for a fairly sizable regional brewery with ten, you know, their own pubs, they're probably one of the ones who've sort of got craft. Yeah, they've they've got it right. They understand yeah, yeah. the industry, and I think the uh, guy Ed Razzle, I believe his name, yeah. went to him. Mr. He's, Razzle. Mr. Razzle, he's from the uh, Swan at Stratford Swan. Mary. He he's going to help me in that direction. Definitely. So mm-hmm. uh, definitely, Ed's a good bloke. He is. Yeah. He knows his stuff. Yeah. So. Uh, that's but going to be good for Good question course. from regular contr- contributors yes. to the show. And if, um, <laughs> if you want to contribute something to the show, use the hashtag opinions. Uh, we'll find it and we'll make sure we include you in this section of the show. So we've just got one more thing to do tonight, which is our grand prize draw. So um, we did ask a question a few weeks back uh, to win the limited edition uh, artwork of the opinions logo of what was your favourite beer from the first show of this season yeah so it was the uh, four cellar beers wasn't it it was and um, I think uh, if I remember correctly it was the hop hunter wasn't it the um, <laughs> no hop, Sierra Nevada, sorry the Sierra Nevada it was it, it was, it was in, in, the, in the right region it was Sierra, <laughs> no it was in America Sierra Nevada Bigfoot yeah that was I, it I think it was so we've got we've got the names in an envelope and we're going to uh, we're going to invite our guest 
to to live so, draw. Richard, uh, oh, here we go. Don't look. So many to pick from. Remember, it's the FA Cup. Oh, here we go. Just put your hand in. If I just and pull a name out and tell us who's won. So these, this, this person's going to get the uh, the, the hand drawn picture, one of a kind. It is Jamie Day, not just a beer G- JD. Okay, well, congratulations, congratulations Jamie. Jamie. You have won um, the limited edition artwork. If you want to, because um, again, we're not going to put this on Twitter because this was a listener only co- competition. DM us your address, and we'll make sure that you get the. Um, picture through to you as soon as is possible yeah. congratulations and uh thank you again to rachel at rachel brew for, for doing that for yes, us yes yeah brilliant brilliant piece of artwork and if you do want to get any um commissioned rachel, pieces yeah. um get in touch with rachel direct and I'm, I'm sure she'll she'll be happy to do that so um do you know what we're doing next week no no you don't because i don't think i've told you no um next week we are doing a show that's all about branding branding yeah okay so Excellent. That that's that's what that's we're going to be. That's so look out for the poll. Well, we're going to yeah, we're going to be drinking beer. As, oh, as, as thank, well. thank, thank. Obviously, we've been sent some beer by Vocation ah, to, to feature on, on next week's show. Yeah, so uh, we've been sent six beers to try, ranging from six to twelve percent. I'm not sure we're going to get through them all. Hey, Monday night, <laughs> Monday night drinking. Uh, we're not going to get through them all because <laughs> on the Tuesday morning I've got to be up at four o'clock to go to Berlin. Oh yeah, but you're yeah. going to Stone, aren't you? I am going to Stone, so um, keep keep your ears out for um, <laughs> untold amounts of bragging about going and drinking for a day. It'll be a few Berlin. weeks before listeners get the chance to hear about that, won't it? It is because we've got some other special stuff yeah. coming up, but we'll talk about that next we'll week. That next week, um, Andy, Richard, thank you so much. Yeah, thank for, you very much. Uh, very welcome to this, this evening. We've really appreciated uh, just chatting to you as, as well because it's so interesting listening to your expertise and your views as, as well on this subject and thanks for sharing the beers with us and, and, and giving us the, the space to record this week's show yeah, really enjoyed it yeah thank you very much so um, just one final thing to say yeah. uh, cheers cheers, cheers.